0: In the criminal injustice system, the people are represented by two separate, yet equally powerful forces. The cops who disproportionately police black and brown communities, and the district attorneys who march in lockstep with the men and women in blue. Now, a new type of prosecutor is breaking through the blue wall to tip the scales of justice back to the people, one county at a time. These are their stories.
1: Hey everybody, this is Manny Faces, the producer and host of Newsbeat. Welcome to another episode. Now, it's impossible to fully express just how quintessential district attorneys are in contributing to the United States' mass incarceration crisis. There are 2.2 million people incarcerated in America on any given day, and the vast majority of those folks, more than 600,000, are locked up in local jails, never even convicted of a crime. They simply couldn't make bail. So this makes the United States the largest prison state in the world. And again, its biggest suppliers, local prosecutors. They're the most powerful law enforcement officials on the local level. They decide who will be charged, what they'll be charged with, and how long they'll be imprisoned. So with a whopping 500% increase in incarceration throughout the United States within the past 40 years, it's local prosecutors who can either continue locking up our citizenry and tossing away the keys to our collective future, We'll begin implementing reformist policies and programs that'll systematically dismantle this torturous prison machine brick by brick, inmate by inmate, one county at a time. So let's dissect this for a hot minute. Who these elected prosecutors are? Overwhelmingly, more than 92% are white. And surprise, surprise, more than 80% are men. Not only that, but in 2016, more than 70% of them ran unopposed. Well, hopefully, that's all about to change this time around, following on the heels of some big victories two years ago, there's a fresh wave of progressives vying for these all-important offices. There are more than 1,000 local prosecutor races throughout the country, according to the ACLU, who says that the outcomes of these races, quote, may prove to be the most significant in history for the movement to end mass incarceration. So enough of the my vote doesn't matter stuff. This is one area where every single voice can really help make a difference. So breaking all of this down for us and explaining just how transformative these elections could be is Arisha Hatch, managing director of campaigns at the nonprofit colorofchange.org and director of its political action committee, Color of Change PAC.
2: We want to move away from this dated model of a prosecutor who goes on and gets elected by spouting tough on crime rhetoric.
1: Mark Hazi, a progressive candidate running for Hennepin County attorney in Minnesota.
0: Here in Hennepin County, Like many places across the country, our justice system in many ways creates more harm than it prevents.
1: And Brianna Brown, deputy director at the nonprofit Texas Organizing Project.
3: It's like one thing to say we want to end mass incarceration. And it's a whole other thing to like really support and put your money where your mouth is behind policies that do just that.
1: Our extraordinary musical guest contributing verses to amplify this message is our 2017-2018 artist-in-residence Brooklyn board lyrical assassin Silent Night. Okay, here it is. This is law and disorder. Progressive prosecutors hope to dismantle mass incarceration one county at a time.
2: Prosecutors are one of the most powerful figures in the criminal justice system. They have the discretion on a daily basis to make decisions, both small and large, that impact the lives of tens of thousands, millions of people in this country. Decisions like whether to charge something as a misdemeanor or a felony. Decisions about whether to charge something at all. Decisions about whether to ask for bail in a particular case. And so these tiny decisions add up and have power in people's lives. One of the things that we've been working on at Color of Change PAC is to try to intervene in that system and push for more reform-minded prosecutors in these district attorney's offices across the country. More than 80% of prosecutors who are elected run completely unopposed, um, and more than 90% are white men. And so that means that we have an elected office in which people aren't even accustomed to having a choice on. We have an elected officer who rarely has to show up for a debate, who actually has to lobby for people's votes. And what that creates is a system of positions which are entirely dependent on the lobbies from the Fraternal Order of Police in order to continue to elect them. So what we're trying to do at Color of Change PAC and with so many other partners across the country is actually give people a choice, force prosecutors across the country to compete in elections and to identify and articulate a vision for how a new approach to criminal justice reform should look like. We want them to hold police officers accountable when there are accusations or there are evidence of bias or wrongdoing in a matter. We want them to decline to prosecute certain crimes. We've seen, for example, in Philadelphia, the elected District Attorney Larry Krasner declining to prosecute marijuana charges. We've seen others decline to use the death penalty or seek the death penalty cases. The race that Larry Krasner won in Philadelphia was actually one of the most interesting district attorney races that we've seen in the last several decades.
1: I have been a public defender. I've been a federal public defender. I've been a civil rights attorney. I have defended individuals charged with crimes my whole career. And what do I see? Well, in the words of someone standing close to me, what I see is another day of mass incarceration.
2: Larry Krasner won this highly contested race talking with the most progressive, clear-throated voice about what the criminal justice system and what the district attorney's office should look like in Philadelphia.
1: Well, the reason I have decided to announce my intention to run for district attorney of Philadelphia is that I believe justice makes you safer. And how do we achieve that? Well, number one, we need to decarcerate. We need to get people out of jail number two
2: and so he talked about ending cash bail declining to prosecute petty offenses he talked about a prosecutor's office that was more transparent and he talked about and had a history of working with black lives matter organizers and defending black lives matter activists but talked about holding the police accountable and protecting protesters in this political environment i've watched the philadelphia district
1: attorney's office for my entire career And the culture around criminal justice has not been justice.
2: We believe that the federal races upcoming are incredibly important to the direction of this country. So many of the policies that we want to see and the vision for criminal justice reform that we have will go through the Supreme Court. We've seen this with stop and frisk laws and a number of other laws that are incredibly important to the effort that we face. And we have to begin to take back our state and local governments if we are to achieve the vision for criminal justice reform that we want to see. A lot of policies and laws that are created come from a state level. And so for folks that are seeking true criminal justice reform, it's not an either or, it's a both and
1: conversation. Brand new CNN polling numbers showing Democrats have a very favorable climate heading into the final stretch. Double digit lead when we ask Americans, likely voters, which party will you support when you vote in your local congressional election? 54% of likely voters now say Democrats. 41% say Republican. A double digit lead for the Democrats Stacey Abrams became the first African American woman to be a major party nominee for governor anywhere in the United States.
2: I'm running because I want every Georgia family to have the freedom and opportunity to thrive. You deserve nothing less, and I know Georgia can deliver a whole lot more.
1: Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum will win the Democratic nomination for governor of Florida taking another step toward becoming the state's first black chief executive.
2: Most people that are in jail are at the county or local level. So that's why it's so necessary to not only elect prosecutors who share a reformist mindset, but to also elect mayors and sheriffs and city council members as well as folks in the state government who actually share our values on criminal justice reform. We want to move away from this dated model of a prosecutor who goes on and gets elected by spouting tough on crime rhetoric. And we want folks who have a sensible approach to criminal justice reform that helps people move through a system and out of a system into a society that will allow them to be their best selves.
4: Let me state the plain and simple. Whatever booth I make it into, it's basically the same principles. Study the issues, plus I listen to my heart. So recording booth, the voting booth, the saw the same start. That mean the same foundation, the same driving force. I kind of thought that should be common and Wiley taught. But I guess it's not though, just look inside the courts If that's a microcosm, you know we got of sorts That's our collective moral compass But when it seems to not function It's like we barely even seen the budget No one opposes, it's like we incumbents A lot of people don't know we could do something Like I could talk about injustice But you know the problems and the fixes You injustice If we can't trust the ones that's empowering, Then maybe we could rally the troops and vote them out of it
0: My name is Mark Ozzie, and I'm running to be the next Hennepin County attorney here in Minnesota. Here in Hennepin County, like many places across the country, our justice system in many ways creates more harm than it prevents. What I mean by that is we take people who are struggling with poverty and, and drug addiction and mental illness, and when they come in contact with the criminal justice system, we give them a criminal record, which makes it harder for them to... Get employment and housing.
3: The Hennepin County Sheriff testified to a Minnesota Senate committee that one-third of inmates booked into Hennepin County Jail are mentally ill. He says the jail is not equipped for treating mental illness, but for some, it becomes their only option.
0: For some, they're incompetent but do not present a danger to themselves or others. We consider these the gap cases. For low-level offenders, often the charges are dropped at this point, but they never get treatment for their mental illness. Many wind up right back where they came from, no better than when they were arrested in the first place. And in the long term, not only is this, in many cases, not just, we hold them back indefinitely and make things they're struggling with worse, but it makes us all less safe, it makes our community less safe and less strong. We here in in Minnesota and in Hennepin County, we have some of the highest racial disparities in our justice system in the country. And when we take people who are already struggling to get employment and housing and give them a criminal record, it perpetuates and increases those racial disparities. I'm running against a 20-year incumbent who continues to defend the status quo and just has not been providing the kind of innovative, creative, and community-centered leadership that we need. And so my plan is to One, create more system transparency and accountability by collecting the data of what's really happening in our justice system and making that public and understandable. And I'm going to also form a community advisory board that will be comprised of community members and subject matter experts who will look at this data, look at what's happening around the country and tackle some of our most difficult issues. And then there are other things that I, you know, as the county attorney, I have a lot of discretion, whether I'm going to charge certain crimes and how to charge them and and some of the things I'll do initially on that is get us out of charging people with low-level drug possession crimes. We're going to move out of the business of marijuana prosecution. Uh, I'm going to advocate for legalization of marijuana. You know, The racial disparities here in Hennepin County are incredibly high, even though people in different races use marijuana at relatively equal rates. If you're African-American in Hennepin County, you're six times more likely to be arrested for a, a marijuana possession charge. When I talk about the county attorney's office confronting race and having those tough conversations, I'm referring to within the office itself. That's that's where it has to start. You know, what I've heard from people who work in our county attorney's office is that there's just not a lot of openness to having those conversations. Um, when people try to talk about not only, you know, race issues within the office but within the criminal justice system, they are kind of shut down. Our current county attorney In responding to some other things that were going on, his response was that there's no race problem in his office. Well, that's that's ludicrous. We all have a race problem. We live in a society that's been built on racist structures and those things are perpetuated into today. And the first step we have to take is to acknowledge that we all have biases. We live in a racist system and um, there are still structures that perpetuate that racism. And in order to confront it and start to Change that, we need to have those tough conversations, you know, interpersonal in the workplace conversations, and looking at what our justice system is doing, you know, collecting the race data we need to see who's being impacted. My commitment is to make that a centerpiece of our office and of the work we do, and, and working to try to you know, reduce that history of our, our justice system, you know, just increasing and perpetuating our history of racial oppression.
4: We need new sheriffs in town, It's time we airing them out We need merit, not a merry-go-round We need courts, not a burial ground Men and women with respect for the vow Took an oath, now carry it out We need reformists, we don't need folks who just conform and contort And distort what the law is We need attorneys who don't think it's just a tournament We need the sort of people who really get to the core of it Less plea bargains and legal jargon, less targeting POCs from each department, less weed prosecutions, more convos about these abuses, with more media inclusion, more people stepping up to the plate, give them a run for their money, right now these puppets are safe, let's see what happens when there's real people up in the race, hit the blue wall with a blue wave.
0: A local election is set to make history in Dallas County never have two African-Americans sought the district attorney's position. Today, the man who served as prosecutor, judge, and defense attorney, John Crouseau, announced he will run, going up against the county's first black woman to serve in the position.
3: Faith Johnson, the current district attorney in Dallas County, was appointed by our Republican governor, Greg Abbott, who is a Republican governor, but cut from a very right wing cloth. For instance, last year he led the effort to pass our very own Show Me Your Papers on Steroids law that has now come to codify racial profiling throughout the state. It was a very shrewd political move for Governor Abbott to appoint Faith Johnson to be the district attorney in Dallas County because in Dallas County, Black women running for county office do very well. We now
4: have people who are committed, trained, educated, and experienced to really run this town. And look at our dedication and our our experience. It's great to say we're women, but our commitment to be there for the community, I think when you look at all of us, we're committed to making certain that Dallas County is safe.
3: During the primaries in March, you thought you were driving through Wakanda because every billboard was that of a Black woman running for county office, and that included Faith Johnson. But on her billboard, she said nothing about her party affiliation, but just had empty platitudes of justice over politics. The uniqueness of the Dallas County District Attorney's Office is that it's kind of a two-for opportunity, right? In other big counties throughout Texas, the district attorney just presides over the criminal division. But here in Dallas, the district attorney presides over the criminal and civil division. And the civil side is where oftentimes we get to see our values really expressed. And since Faith Johnson has been in office, she's had a pretty right wing person who is in charge of the civil division. So it's prevented the county from doing things like signing on to a lawsuit against SB4, right? That's show me your papers on steroids law. It's prevented our Democratic County Commissioner's Court from pursuing a living wage because it would get kicked down to the civil side of the district attorney's office to represent. So I think that in that way, like you can really see outside of like the kind of headlines that her administration is really mirroring the the values and the ideology of of the Republican regime here in Texas. What I'm excited about with John Cruzeau is that I think he's a real practitioner, right? And he has a vision. And I think he's willing to share that vision with us who are on the ground and have a real presence throughout communities. It's like one thing to say we want to end mass incarceration. And it's a whole other thing to like really support and put your money where your mouth is behind policies that do just that. And I think that Judge Cruzo has really demonstrated in his legacy as a jurist, a real dedication to reforming the system in ways that probably were not I mean, it wasn't getting a lot of attention back in the 90s, right? Because I think criminal justice reform has become one of those things that can garner like sexy headlines. It's a thing that, you know, inspires like bipartisan support, quote unquote. So I think that Judge Cruzo is ahead of the curve in a lot of the things that have now become more mainstream, right, to talk about ending mass incarceration. So I think that what we would get in a Cruzo administration would be both a willingness to share that office as a real people's office. I know people are, are, are very excited about Larry Krasner in Philadelphia. I have that kind of excitement about the prospects of what a Cruzo administration can bring, I think that he believes in understanding that that office is like the people's office. And I think that he is a real practitioner and that he'd be able to implement a plan in order to transform the civil department or the criminal department, right? It's not just a theory to him, but I think that he has real experience with the practice of making reform happen.
4: Man, look. They lock you up and throw away the key evidence Tough on crime cause they criminals and it's evident That's what you might call textbook deflection Pros edition out, emboldened by protection Their discretion's a discredit Their privilege embedded It's accepted I give somebody like Krasner his credit Find chinks in the armor of the dragon and get them So we loading up our arrows this selection, Then going forward, can't go to battle without a weapon Let's make sure these cowards have some contention No more exemptions, no more unchallenged acceptance Primary objective is the primaries Don't give them every excuses, y'all They find any Read between the lines where the lies be defined what it means to have justice It's time that we hold these men accountable Else they bound to do Anything you could think, they too powerful But we got power too That's what I'm trying to say We underestimate We let them get away We let them legislate We underestimate we let them get away, but that can end today. We let them legislate, we underestimate. We let them get away, but that can end today.
1: There it is. Once again, powerful, informative, incredible stuff from Newsbeat. Once again, everyone, I'm Manny Faces, the producer and host of Newsbeat. A big thank you for listening. As always, Newsbeat is brought to you by Mori Creative Studios, a growth-driven, New York-based HubSpot partner agency helping companies leverage their HubSpot platform to achieve sustainable digital growth. Check them out at MoriCreative.com and grow for good. So now the big takeaway from this episode is to, is to go out and vote. <laughs> to help start dismantling America's prison industrial complex and ending mass incarceration once and for all. To learn more about how a new wave of prosecutor can transform this broken system and many other pressing social justice issues, along with ways to become more involved, check out Arisha Hatch and her team's many initiatives at nonprofit colorofchange.org, the nation's largest online racial justice organization, and its political action committee, Color of Change PAC. Again, Mark Hasey is running for Hennepin County Attorney in Minnesota on a progressive platform. Among his priorities expanding diversion and juvenile restorative justice services, broadening expungement access, limiting felony charging for 16- and 17-year-olds, working to end the cash bail system and reducing the number of people held in pretrial detention, committing to diversity in hiring and promotion and creating a culture of inclusion, decriminalizing marijuana by limiting the prosecution of cannabis crimes and supporting full legalization. You learn more about his campaign and more of his priorities and reforms at markhaase.org. That's M A R K H A A S E.org. Now, Brianna Brown and her team at the nonprofit Texas Organizing Project strive to organize black and Latino communities in Dallas, Harris, and Bexar counties with the goal of transforming Texas into a state where working people of color have the power and representation they deserve. Check them out at organizedtexas.org. Of course, to hear more extraordinary independent hip-hop from our musical guests for this episode, Newsbeat's 2017-2018 artist-in-residence, Silent Night, and to check out some of his other projects, along with fiery music from hip-hop fusion outfit The Band Called Fuse, which he fronts, visit silentnight, that's night like the chess piece, dot bandcamp.com, and bandcalledfuse.com. Once again, my name is Manny Faces. I'm the producer and the host of Newsbeat, and I want to thank you on behalf of the entire Newsbeat team for checking us out. Remember, there's a full-blown traditional cover story that accompanies this and every podcast episode, along with extended guests and musical artist bios, and much more on usnewsbeat.com. Our unique blend of social justice journalism and original hip-hop is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. So if you like what you've heard and you want to hear more, please consider contributing to the cause at usnewsbeat.com support. Subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to your favorite programs. And share us with your friends, neighbors, supporters, and haters. As always, one love. Power to the people. Vote. Peace. Yeah. out.
4: I am Brother Cornel West, and this is Newsbeat.